Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Dream Big, Play Bigger podcast. I'm your host, AJ Richards, and I just want to thank you for being here with me today. I appreciate you taking the time out of your day. I know there are so many other shows you can be listening to, and uh, I really appreciate those who uh, take a take a take time out of their day and spend a little bit of it with me. I promise. My number one goal is to add value and insight into your life to maybe accomplish some breakthroughs into some blind spots or areas of your life that you might be stuck. That's the whole purpose of the Dream Big Play Bigger podcast is we are exploring the space between the dream or the vision and the actions necessary to accomplish that dream. Today we're going to be talking about weight loss. I opened a gym in 2012, a CrossFit gym in Mesa, Arizona, and so I've been working with people to accomplish a fitness goal of one level or another since then. And in 2013, I had the privilege of coaching season three and four of the TV show Extreme Makeover Weight Loss with Chris Powell. Uh, My gym was a basically a boot camp location for people that would come into Mesa and needed a little bit, little bit of extra coaching and, and uh, accountability. And so that was my first introduction really or specifically to the world of weight loss and also weight loss on a, on a higher level, right? People that are looking to lose 50 pounds or more, uh, maybe even 100 pounds or more. Uh, up to that point, people would come into the gym and they would lo- want to lose weight. You know, that little spare tire going on around the midsection that they would want to lose. And even prior to that, I had a gentleman that I coached who lost 100 pounds at the gym in six months and today owns his own CrossFit gym. Such an incredible story. And, uh, you know, he got to the point, um, Ken Miller, if you're listening, I love you, dude. You're an incredible man. Uh and uh, he owns CrossFit Tempe in Tempe, Arizona. But anyway, um, he just was driven. He came in, saw the goal, saw the vision, crossed that gap, and just took action. So what I want to talk today about is what stops us from taking action when we have a goal, and specifically in weight loss. You know, the statistics on weight loss is that 97% of people that lose Um, a large amount of weight or even just kind of weight in general, 97% return back to the weight they were or more when they started. So I want to talk about the psychology of why that is and uh, what it takes to be successful in weight loss and the real truth behind it. I mean, you're going to look around and There's going to be this exercise program, this weight loss program, this diet program, this diet supplement, this diet shake, lose weight in 30 days, you know, all of these challenges. And here's the thing about that. They all work. Most of them work. Nowadays, we've gone so far and have so much information that almost every program being offered to you to lose weight will help you lose weight. But the key is, you know, the program that actually works It's the one you're willing to do. That's it. The program you're willing to do is the one that will help you lose weight. Now, what I'm talking about is long-term success. So, okay, here we are. We've got the weight off. Now what? Uh, Some of you listening to this, you've taken on many programs. Some of you have done dozens of weight loss programs in your lifetime. 
And some of you might just be getting started, like you just got married and had kids or something like that, and it's like, uh uh-oh, let myself go, and now I need to get back on the wagon. Some of you might have even just met with a doctor recently, somebody that told you that if you don't make some changes right away, the quality of life you're going to experience is going to be significantly reduced in the near future. And so you're looking now for advice, for support, for guidance. And it can be confusing because, like I said, when you look around, you're going to see them everywhere. Just do a Google search, weight loss, and watch how many different things show up. And now my podcast is now part of that. (laughs) One more thing to add to all that confusion. Hopefully, though, I can give you some uh, clarity. And then you can choose the program that's right for you with the clarity. So as of now and during the time of this recording, I'm a contract contractor coach, a subcontractor for Chris and Heidi Powell and their company Transform. And I'm also a contractor for a weight loss facility. It's a resort in southern Utah called Movara. And then I have, of course, my own clients that I'm coaching as well. And the approach for all of them is the same. Behavioral change science. Doing simple duties or simple tasks that you're not already doing that will improve your quality of life, that will help you lose weight and keep it off. And we call it behavioral change science because we're changing the behavior. That's what it's about. In order to be the 3% that lose the weight and keep it off, we must change our identity or change our behaviors so that they match the quality of life that we would like to live and have it be part of our identity. When you look around, if you're somebody trying to lose weight and you look at somebody that you admire that has lost weight or they're just athletes and fit, the only difference between you and them is what goes on between the six inches between their ears. It's the thoughts. It's the process of how they see themselves. They Uh, they take on specific behaviors that are conducive to that quality of life. And so it's not a diet. It's not a specific diet or exercise program, although some of them have a very specific one, I guess, if you ask them. But they're doing it because of how they see themselves, who they know their self to be. That's what it looks like. So what does this process look like? Well, the way I approach it, first and foremost, is I teach people how to love themselves for where they're at. Because shame and self-doubt and criticism won't get you to where you want to go. Sure, it can be a fuel for some people and get you, get you to where you want to go in a certain direction. But ultimately, if you're talking bad about yourself or you know, you're the person that approaches the barbell in the gym and you're like talking shit on yourself, come on, pussy, you got this, pick up this, you know, that kind of mentality... Some people are driven by uh, this comparison game. In the long run, it'll only do damage. In the long run, you'll always find yourself comparing yourself to others. There's this uh, concept called lottery syndrome. What that is is basically, I mean, just think about it, the lottery. You win the lottery. When I win the lottery, I'll be happy. If I lose this weight, then I'll be happy. If I get this promotion, then I'll be happy. So what I teach is, how to get you to a place in your current state of mind where you love yourself right now. And I don't mean love that you have 100 pounds to lose. I'm not talking about the 100 pounds because the fact is you are not that 100 pounds. I mean, think about this. If you lose 100 pounds, did you disappear? 
No. You just lost 100 pounds, so that is not who you are. When I say love yourself, I'm not saying love being unhealthy and love where you're at. I'm saying love you. Respect yourself. Talk positive thoughts to yourself. Really just learn to love that you are in this process of becoming somebody new. In my experience, many times the reason that we become out of shape and overweight is because of some sort of past trauma. Something bad happens to us. Or something happened, maybe not so severe, but some, for some reason our subconscious created a way of being to protect our ego that said something negative about ourselves, and so now we cope with ice cream and donuts and all these foods that aren't good for us because we just don't know how to love ourselves. So in my experience, that's where it comes from. Past traumatic experiences that created some meaning. So in order to create change, to create a transformation that is lasting, we want to discover where those thoughts came from so that we know why we say it to ourselves, even when we don't know we're saying it to ourselves. It's our internal judgments of who we are. And so if you have some weight to lose, you're judging yourself constantly, constantly with negative thoughts about who you are, how you look, what you're capable of, how sad it is that you let yourself go, and the list goes on and on and on. So the first thing I do is help people identify those judgments, and then we create new meanings. We forgive ourselves for judging ourselves in certain ways, and then we create new truths of each of those so that we have clarity around who we are. Now, this becomes a creed. It's your creed, your guidance on this path of life. See, life is, sometimes we're looking for perfection. Life isn't about perfection, it's about practice. When you're taking on weight loss as a journey, it's going to be very difficult. And the sooner you just get complete with, this is a practice I am taking on, there's nothing to become an expert at. You start to forgive yourself for little failures, right? You might go three days eating healthy, prepping your meals, and then on the fourth day you go through the drive through McDonald's. The person who's not clear on their mindset and how it's affecting them will then go the fifth day to McDonald's and then the sixth day to McDonald's and then the seventh. And then before you know it, you're off track because you judged yourself. That's what happened. All you did was judge yourself for making a mistake. You didn't acknowledge the lack of integrity. And when I say integrity, you have to listen to uh, past podcasts on integrity. But when I say integrity, I'm not picking on you, although your ego hears that like, screw you, and you might even want to stop listening now. Well, just be aware, that's the ego trying to get you away. But what happened is you didn't clean up that integrity, and you didn't forgive yourself for being in practice. You know, imagine if you have kids, one of your kids at softball practice, and they miss the ball. Are you going to yell at them for missing the ball and belittle them because they didn't hit it in practice? No, you're going to tell them Great job. Nice practice today. Keep going. You'll get better the more you practice. I got news for you. It's the same exact process for you in this process of transformation. So, first thing is to acknowledge that we're not perfect and that that's okay. This is exactly where we need to be. Breakdowns, in other words, going through the drive through McDonald's or some other fast food place, those breakdowns are an opportunity for us to discover and learn what led to that? If we're not judging ourselves, if we're not busy judging ourselves, then we create a space of clarity to then ask the question, why did I go through the drive-through? Oh, because this happened at work today and it made me stressed and my 
automatic behaviors from my past says that when this happens, we go to McDonald's. Well, that's silly. That has nothing to do with what I really want to do. So let me be more aware next time I'm having a breakdown at work. So now because we're not judging ourselves constantly, we have the opportunity to question our thoughts so that we can get a handle on those. So the first thing I do is help people identify how they're judging themselves. And you can do this on your own. And I look at three areas. I look at spirituality, personal relationships, and then you judging yourself personally. And I have all of my clients create a document around that that becomes the creed. That creed is their path to accomplishing their, their why, their, their higher vision of themselves. It's there for them to say every morning and night when they wake up and go to bed so they can remind themselves that they're in practice and I've written a document creating who I want to be rather than my past experiences creating who I want to be. So that's the first step. The next step in behavioral change science is picking something small and taking it on. One thing, right? So if you want to lose weight, there's a lot of different things that need to happen in order for that to work. But we do not want to take them all on at once because it's impossible. We have to slowly change our behavior. So you're going to pick one thing and you're going to keep that promise. Behavioral change science says if you keep that promise to yourself for two weeks, it becomes a habit. And then you pick another thing that you want to add on to that. And then that becomes a habit. Uh, transform, uh, Chris and Heidi Powell, they call it power promises. And so you just pick one thing and you're going to do it every two weeks so that it continues to become a new habit. And then before you know it, you're keeping a whole bunch of new promises to yourself that start to look like behaviors that these people that you admire are doing. Drinking your water, going to the gym every day, meal prepping, telling yourself how much you're, how awesome you are every day, like positive affirmations. Those are a real thing. If you don't think there's any value to that, you're missing the boat. In about five years, it's going to be indisputable that powerful affirmations to yourself are the key to transformation. So if you're waiting for evidence to get on board with that, stop waiting. You're only hurting yourself. Being grateful every day, identifying things that you're grateful for every day is another behavior that will help the transformation. Now notice, here we are 15 minutes into this podcast almost, and I have not said a word about how important your diet and exercise are. Yes, I did talk about nutrition and exercise in your promises, but this is not about diet and exercise. You must do those things, but those things will not help you lose weight and keep it off. They're only part of the process. So the truth about weight loss is it doesn't matter what you do as long as you find something you enjoy doing. That's it. There's, there's all, I mean, paleo and Whole30 and carb cycling and calorie counting and, you know, knowing your macros and all. I mean, you can get keto. You can get so lost in all of these different processes that you end up getting paralyzed with indecision, right? Um, the road of the world is, the roads of the world are paved with flat squirrels that couldn't make decisions. I probably butchered that quote, but it's funny. Uh, because I see it all the time. People don't know which way to go. They don't make an act. They don't make, make a decision. And that's part of that gap. My friend, Ryan Mitchell, he's the, uh, the founder of Order of Man. He, uh, I served with Ryan in Iraq and he's got this really amazing company, but what he calls it is the integrity gap that space between what you want to accomplish 
the idea of it, and then the action to take. So, what can we do? What's Okay, got it. Thanks, coach. Appreciate the heads up and the insight in all this. What do I do? Okay, here's the process. First thing, decide what you want your goals to look like. Okay, what does that look like? How much do you want to weigh? Set a SMART goal. Specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, and timely. So in one year, I want to lose 100 pounds. Got it. Okay. Now break that down into quarterly goals so you have something to hold yourself accountable to. So if I want to lose 100 pounds in a year, I'm going to break it down. I need to lose 25 pounds every three months. Is that doable? So again, is that attainable? Can I lose 25 pounds every three months? Well, it depends on how much you weigh, but the chances are if, you're, if you have more than 100 pounds to lose, you can probably lose 25 pounds every three months with the right process. I've seen it happen over and over again. So, got it. Here's my SMART goal. Okay, now what? Well, pick one thing that's going to make a difference. A lot of times I'll have my clients either start with a commitment to drinking their water because water helps spin up the metabolism and burning more calories and that really helps the weight loss. So I'll have them commit to drinking more water or you might be in the very basic stages and you might have, you might already know in the first part of this podcast about negative self-talk that that's you. You might decide, man, I just talk crap on myself constantly and I'm always judging myself. Then my direction for you, your first commitment to take on daily is when you wake up in the morning, identify five things about yourself that are positive. Trust me, this is an absolutely necessary part of the process. If you're not identifying these areas of your life that you can um, give yourself credit for, your subconscious will be fighting you the whole way because it will just say, nope, we just know ourselves to be pathetic losers that can't accomplish anything we want to do. We always take on these challenges and we fail. This one's going to be another one I'm going to fail. See, that's the constant dialogue in our heads. Here's just one more that isn't going to work. But when you instead wake up and you say, I will be successful because I am committed. I will be successful because I love myself. I will be successful because I want to be the parent who keeps up with my children or my grandchildren as I get older. Those are the kind of things that become more important to you than the drive through to McDonald's. That's what it looks like. So you have your SMART goal, and now you have your one promise to yourself every day. Keep that promise for two weeks and then add another one. Now, during this time, it's important that you're taking on healthy, conscious eating. I'm not talking about measuring everything if that's not something you're used to. The sooner you get to that point, the better, but we need to get there slowly. So if you just don't pay any attention to your diet at all right now, just pay attention to one meal a week. Seriously. If you eat crap seven days out of the week, pick one meal on Monday that you're going to prep for and do it. And then when you've done that for a week or two and it feels like an easy behavior, something that you've adopted, do two meals and then three and then take on two full days and then three full days. And then before you know it, within a short period of time, within that first three months, let's say if your meals were your goal, within that first three, three months, you're already meal prepping five to seven days out of the week because you made that one promise slowly to yourself. You didn't try to take on all of this at once. 
So that's what that process looks like, and you will be surprised and amazed at what you're able to accomplish when you do that. The other thing I want to touch on, too, is trauma. I know I, talk, I, know I talked about it a little bit, but this is where, uh, if you have some weight to lose, this is where a coach, a life coach, really comes in handy. Because sometimes, well, I would say most of the time in my experience, the weight we carry or the weight that you're carrying is a byproduct of a traumatic experience. Now, here's the deal. It could have easily been an addiction to drugs or alcohol or sex or some other self-destructive behavior, but you chose food. And because you chose food, it's a lot more visible than most people realize because you're carrying it. It's right there. But one of the things about food addiction is it can be much more difficult than an alcohol or drug addiction because food is not illegal. I mean, look at the billboards when you drive down the road. Every single billboard is for food choices that will not help you. They will only hurt you. And so it becomes harder to battle that because it is in front of you everywhere. So when we take on trauma, you're going to find somebody who's able to hear you and not judge you. Basically, we call it holding space. You're going to be able to tell them some things that you've never dared to tell anybody. And with the right coach, you'll be able to tell them in a way that all you get back in return is infinite love and understanding. And by the way, chances are what it is you're bottling up inside is shared by your coach or somebody close to the coach. In other words, you're not special. Life is messy and sometimes it can suck. I know this because when I was eight, I was molested multiple times. It's part of life. And when I got the opportunity to share that with my coach, and all I got back from him in return was, I understand, got it, I love you. That made all the difference in the world for me because I knew I wasn't uh, wrong or sinful or disgusting or all of the things or thoughts I had in my head that kept me from living the powerful life I wanted to live because I was bottling up and holding on to some shame. So when I work with my clients with transformation and weight loss, we go where they've never gone. I am not a therapist. Coaches are not therapists. But I'm not talking about somebody who's, um, you know, if you're in a position where your past experiences have you suicidal, then you should definitely see a licensed therapist. But if you're over that to the point where it's not something that causes severe trauma when you think about it, but rather it's just kind of lingering and keeping you from being successful in any area of your life, then we can talk about it. And then we just really create a process for you to let go of the past so that you can free yourself of those constraints and create a future that you, are, you just are totally excited and motivated for, one that's free of those constraints of the past. You, you may not realize until you go through this process how much past experiences are holding you back, no matter how old they are. If you've not cleaned them up and com completed that process, they're still affecting you. Maybe you're just completing therapy and you're over it as a trauma that causes severe angst, but it's still keeping you blocked. Now's the time to seek a coach. 
Or if you're listening to this and you've got some severe trauma that you've never dared talk about before that does cause you that severe anxiety, then I highly recommend starting with a therapist because they'll be able to help you navigate that and then find a coach to help you complete it and take it forward. That's what it looks like. Now, some of you guys listen to this. You don't have hundreds of pounds to lose. You just got 20, 30, 50. The process will still be the same. You will still create a new identity for yourself, one that lives a healthy, happy, productive lifestyle. When you create that identity and you start adding these small promises to yourself, these behavioral change science commitments, one every two weeks, you'll still accomplish that goal. And most importantly, as long as you stay true to your daily affirmations and the, the uh, routine that you develop, you'll be able to lose the weight and keep it off for good. So in closing, here's what I want to say. If you're listening to this and you find yourself stuck and, and in a space where there's a lot of weight to lose or you're judging yourself, maybe there's not a lot of weight to lose, but you're judging yourself for not being able to get off that baby weight or you had a major breakup and put on a, you know, some weight or whatever. Here's what I want you to know. I love you. And there are people out there that love you and would their entire reason for existence is to serve people. And they will get fulfillment in their life by speaking to you, guiding you, and helping you accomplish the goals that you are out to create, no matter where you are. Transform Management with Chris and Heidi, they've got a team of coaches that are incredible, and they know what they're doing. Movara, where I work, you come out there and the same thing. You can work directly with me and get the same experience. My point is, there are people that their entire motivation in life is to help you accomplish your goals. I know that sounds weird, but let me just share from a personal experience. When my life was about me and what I could accomplish, I was dissatisfied, arguing at home constantly, and I was lost. But when I put my desires, my selfish personal desires aside and focused on serving others, I found a level of fulfillment in my life that I didn't know was possible because it wasn't about me. The old me thought it had to be about me to be happy. That's not the case. So there are people who their entire mission in life is to see you happy and successful, and I encourage you to find that person. Because any addiction is really hard to overcome without some accountability and guidance. So, thank you for taking time to listen to this. I want to acknowledge you if you made it all the way through because you are somebody who's certainly interested in transforming your life. And I love to spend my, my time around people like you because people like you contribute to those around you. You're looking for transformation. You are working through things that are difficult. And good people put themselves in uncomfortable situations for growth. And so I thank you for your time and for engaging in this conversation. If you have any questions, specific questions, you can email me, aj at dreambigplaybigger.com. You can also find me on all my social media stuff. But again, thanks for your time today. This was another episode of the Dream Big, Play Bigger podcast. I really appreciate you being here, and I look forward to visiting with you guys on the next one.